I used to be afraid of quiet. Yeah? Yeah, when I was a kid. Um, I don't know if you get this, but I can hear the world. Like, you can hear the, the buzz of the world. I don't know. I don't, or maybe it's uh, I've been hit in the head a lot, but I, I, can, I can hear it. If everything is quiet, I hear a, a, not a buzz, uh, a tone. I can hear a, a weird tone. So I, it, it scared me when I was a kid, yeah. Do you ever get that as an adult? Does it ever come back? Yeah, if it's very quiet, I hear it. I don't get quiet. scared though. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. I, I don't know what it is. It, is yeah. it tinnitus or is it the, some? I've heard that the world has a frequency mm-hmm. that it uh, it buzzes with, and I, yeah. I think that that's what I'm hearing. Hey everybody, we are back. This is Freddie Korea, and you're listening or watching to Thanks for the Invite podcast. I'm over here at LA Comedy Club inside of the Strat Casino in Las Vegas. This episode I also recorded at LA Comedy Club, the front lobby, with uh, our headliner. His name is Paul Ogata. And it was an awesome podcast. We talked about his fears, as you saw in the intro. There's things that we get into that I wasn't even expecting to get into. And then we also talk about the way he writes comedy, his style. And we also break down the Richard Gere controversy. We're bringing it back, the whole gerbil story. So I need you to leave me a comment uh, on the YouTube video. Leave a comment, and I don't know if there's an emoji of a rat or a mouse. Just leave that emoji. Leave us a nice little comment if you want. Start a conversation. Leave anything you want in the comments. That way we get the algorithm going. Hit like, hit subscribe, share the podcast, take a screenshot. Everything you guys are already doing, I thank you so much. And speaking of that, um, I want to give a shout out to Fidel. He's the host of Talking Again Podcast. He's also been doing that, and it's it's what it's all about. I like helping other podcasts, and we all help each other, and we all promote each other, which is great. So check him out. He actually had one of our headliners here. Uh, his name's Julio Gonzalez, and he had him on two times. So look up Talking Again podcast. Uh, shout out to Ben Mejia, the homie I met at Skankfest. He has a podcast called Reluctant Exchange. He's been very supportive of the podcast, and he's going to be coming to Vegas with some homies pretty soon. And we're going to film some stuff, and hopefully we're going to get down in podcast, man. It's going to be fun. Check out his podcast, Reluctant Exchange and he has an episode where he talks about his Skankfest stories uh, in Vegas recently, and it's really funny, man. It's a cool story where he goes to White Castle with Hans Kim and um, um, oh, Montgomery, the other comic from Kill Tony, and it's just a wild experience, and it has to do with White Castle. Like, It's hilarious. So check out his podcast, guys. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Mike Rainey. 82 on Instagram. He is one of the hosts of Dad Me Podcast. My boy Colin introduced me to uh, Mike Rainey, to his podcast, and I've been checking it out. He's also coming out with a new book called On Perks. You could get that on perks.com. Did you light him? Five minutes? You're going to light him in five minutes? Cool. Say hi to the camera real quick. Hi, camera. I'm super close. That's Tanner. And uh, what's your Instagram? Ban Tanner Tuttle. One time I brought him up to Tanner Turtle. And uh, thank God he didn't get mad at me. Some people get really mad over that kind of stuff. Anyway, Tanner's doing the sound today. He's a very funny comic. And uh, where was I? Onperks.com. Look, guys, I already know a little bit about 
the book because I listened to an episode of Dad Me where they read uh, parts of the book. Between the year, uh, I don't know, the early 2010s, 2012, 2014, Mike was very addicted to Percocets, painkillers. And when he would go on the, the, you know, he'd be high out of his mind, he would go online and just type in the craziest uh, things on Facebook. And he never erased them. He just left them there. And now he has gone back and taken screenshots. He has added it to the book. And then he does commentary of what's going on. And check out that episode with uh, Dad Meat. Because um, they break it down. He, his wife is on the podcast. And Tim Butterly, his other co-host. So, so big shout out to Mike. Also because we're going to have Mike on the podcast soon. So this is a little preview of that. I already ordered my copy. So you guys make sure you go and get yourself a copy on perks.com. All right, guys. My man, Paul Gata, is one of the funniest comics. Uh, one of my favorites. I get a little fanned out on this episode, even though I've been performing with him forever, because I really look up to Paul Gata. He's one of my favorite comics that I've been working with at LA Comic Club, you know, I don't know, almost 10 years. And. He, when he goes on stage, and I tell this story on the podcast, when he goes on stage, he always murders. We could have an opener, a middle, and we could just eat. But he always goes out there and does his thing. And he, you never see the same set. He's one of those comics that he's not off of a script. He just, whatever's happening right now, he goes with it. And he he just, he'll include his um, material but a lot of it is just on stage. And he talks about him writing on stage, something that I'm in awe of because I really look up to people that do that. I have to write everything down on paper and then try it out, you know? But everybody has different styles. I have found myself doing improv on stage and because I record my sets, I add it to my set. So this was like a class to me. And if you're a comic, if you're a fan of comedy, this is going to be something you're really going to enjoy. So I hope you like it. And again, leave us a comment with a little rodent emoji. Okay. Gerbil power. All right, guys. Enjoy this episode. All right. There we go. Cool. So what scares you at night? I used to be afraid of quiet. Yeah? Yeah, when I was a kid. Um, I don't know if you get this, but I can hear the world. Like, you can hear the, the buzz of the world. I don't know. I don't, or maybe it's uh, I've been hit in the head a lot, but I, I, can, I can hear it. If everything is quiet. I hear a, a, not a buzz, uh, a tone. I can hear a, a weird tone. So I, it, it scared me when I was a kid, yeah. Do you ever get that as an adult? Does it ever come back? Yeah, if it's very quiet, I hear it. I don't get quiet. scared though. Mm -hmm. It's just weird. I, I don't know what it is. Is yeah. it tinnitus or is it the, some? I've heard that the world has a frequency mm -hmm. that it uh, it buzzes with, and I, yeah. I think that that's what I'm hearing. Oh, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, so something similar with me. When it's very dark, I would see a bunch of little dots, little di different colors, like like kind of like static, like TV. Like when you press your finger into your eye mm. real hard. Yes. Okay. Exactly that. And then you see all this like, and then everything starts like, when you push your finger, right? 
your everything starts going dark, right? Because it's cutting the circulation, your veins and your Yeah, I guess. And then you let go and everything starts getting clear again. You ever done that? It's fucking scary. Because <laughs> for a second, you're like, oh, my God, am I blind? You lost vision? I feel like you should check yourself into a facility of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like self-harm, Freddie. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, even without doing anything, just if everything's really dark, it's kind of like I'm kind of relating to what you're saying. Like, you hear something when it's very dark. Almost like when you hear a ringing in your ear. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's like that, but not uh, not quite. Because when you get your, you ever been hit in the head? Yeah. And then you hear that, that mm-hmm. yeah. It, this is different from that. It's more of a, I, I can't explain it. It's a. Um, just to make this about me, real quick, in middle <laughs> <laughs> in middle school one time, uh, I was walking. I was trying to act all cool. I had a new shirt, new T-shirt. Like it was like Tasmanian Devil dressed like a cholo. Remember those shirts? They were in style in the nineties. I never saw the cholo version of Taz. Yeah, like baggy pants, Mickey, uh, Bugs Bunny, all the uh, Looney Tunes were like characters. Anyway, um, so I'm all walking, acting all cool, and I'm walking like this, turn to the side, and all of a sudden, I hit a pole, <laughs> um, and I hear a bell. Yeah. And in my head, I thought it was the bell from, uh, you know, Reese's is over, lunchtime is over, going back to class. I heard it, but I felt it. And then I kept hearing it. And in reality, I already gave up what happened. I gave up the punchline, but I did hit the pole. But the bell was going on at the same exact time. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, okay. And I looked around to see if anybody saw me, kind of like when you fall, to see if anybody looked at you. And no one saw me. It was like God protected me from harm from the kids laughing at me. I don't, I don't know about that because you done smack your head into the thing. It's, I don't think God was totally on, on the page with you. There. Like maybe my angels were like, ah, oh, this dumb idiot. Let's at least cover their eyes from humiliation. Right. Let's get, yeah. <laughs> David, you go and fly over there and create a diversion by the, the jungle gym or whatever it is. I don't know. The monkey bars. But that ringing in the head, I remember that. And the hitting, getting hit hard. Uh, for falling off a bike on concrete, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I should check myself in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone needs help every now and then. For, right. It's okay. It's right. right. But when you were a kid, that sound that you would hear, right? Like you would hear the world. You know, um, at first did it scare you? You say now you're cool with it, but did it ever scare you? Or were you just kind of? It was just weird. It was uncomfortable. Like, why am I listening to this? Well, it was. You know, combined with darkness when you're a kid mm-hmm. and there's, there's sounds that you can't explain yeah. and, and experiences that are not normal, it frightens you when you're a kid. There's a lot yeah. of things frighten you when you're a kid. Yeah. That, in particular, that one. Uh, I'm not sure what, you know what, uh, boulders for some reason when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Boulders scared me. Yeah. Because I, I watched a lot of Looney Tunes, I guess. <laughs> the coyote and Roadrunner. Right. And they <laughs> always don't come smash yeah. the coyote right on the head. Yeah. But seriously, bolt for some reason, boulders. I don't know. Have you ever been on the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland? Uh, ages ago. I haven't been on that in forever. Do you remember the boulder? They recreate the boulder. That's, uh, it's like a perfect circle, like a perfect uh, sphere. And it's chasing Indiana Jones, and he's running down this cave. And he jumps down right before it fucking smashes him. It's a giant boulder. Yeah. Well, if they don't have that, they're stupid, because that is the iconic scene from that yes. movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was cool. 
<laughs> like Chris Farley on SNL. Hey, remember that one time? Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Boulder. Uh, are you still afraid of boulders? Like if you're no, driving I, I have no idea why I was afraid of them, but uh, I was, and now I'm not. I'm afraid of balloons. I don't know why. Wait, like clown balloons where they and they twist it into shapes, mm-hmm. or the happy birthday balloons, or the mylar balloons. Every single balloon except the happy birthday ones, the the, the ones that say happy birthday, yeah. uh, and they're like kind of like silver or something like that. I'm not afraid of those. You're afraid of the it, the potential for it to pop and scare you? That's yeah. what it is? The potential for it to pop, once it pops, the fear goes away like, oh, you're nothing to me. I don't, you don't scare me. You know, like um, we were at Joaquin's house recently and the kids had a bunch of balloons and, and I... I think a kid, a three-year-old with a balloon is the scariest thing in the world for me because <laughs> they grab the balloon, they go like this. The going like this is like chalks on the board for me. Like It, it frightens me, gives me chills. Well, it's worse because there's impending doom. Chalkboard, that's just a sound, right? <laughs> but the thing, it's going to pop. And yeah. The, the, uh. Yeah. Uh, Something about balloons. It's, I looked it up. It's called globophobia. Sorry. What globophobia. Yeah, globophobia. Or, or just somebody continuously blowing up a balloon ah. slowly and you're like it's gonna pop what are you doing yeah. tie it off what is- <laughs> Ooh. yeah i should have not brought this up yeah anyway sweet <laughs> dreams tonight <laughs> any phobias you have now as an adult nah i don't uh, i guess we do the scariest thing for a lot of people they people don't they'd rather die than do public speaking yeah. And, and here we are. We're, we're not only public speaking, we're trying to elicit a response from people that we want. It, yeah. If you, I was just to get up and do a speech, that's no, no problem. But here, we're, we're trying to win approval. We're trying to make people laugh. We're, uh, we're, basic, we're, we're basically whores up there. We're, we're, we're trying to make people happy <laughs> with our mouth, I guess. Uh, it, um, is uh, the Booker, Matt, Joaquin, are they our pimps? Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess they would be. Yeah, right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> no wonder he's always slapping me. This backhand. It is the scariest thing, right? Because so many people are so afraid. Like if in a work meeting, I, you know, uh, seeing somebody, uh, they start dancing back, back and forth their feet. You start noticing the nervous twitches. I'm like, oh, I remember doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I still do that. <laughs> the shaky legs. Shaky legs. Gripping the podium with two hands yeah. if they're trying to speak at a company thing. Yeah. It's very uh, scary to people. They, they rank it higher than death. Fear of public speaking. Yeah. Higher than death. But, and, and yet we do this day in, day out. This is what we do. So yeah. very little should scare us now as adults based on what we do. Do you think those people that do TED Talks, um, do they... Are they all like public speakers, you think? Or some of them are first-timers? Yeah, some of them are first timers. Some of them uh, make a career of going around and doing yeah, huh? these silly uh, uh, <laughs> TED talks. For I saw yours. Yeah, well, you know what? I did that in Hong Kong. It was yeah. a TEDx talk, and they, the guy gave me a list—not a list, a topic. He said, "This is going to be the topic for our TEDx talk." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay." So I did. I wrote some stuff up for that. I show up. Nope, different topic. I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> well, this is what you're going to get then." <laughs> and it, you talked about lies. Yeah, I talked about lies, talked about, uh, uh, I made fun of the set, uh, the, the letters in yeah. TEDx. It's, uh, that's what you're going to get when you, I'm sure everybody else knew the correct topic, but yeah. for some reason comedians get uh, uh, no respect as our friend Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. 
said. He was no friend of mine. What? Nah. You I, hated him? I loved him. Yeah. He, I, just, I just, I wasn't around. No, I mean, well, I, I don't know him either, but. Uh, you know what's sad? When you find, when you love a comic, you, you fall in love with him. Like, you hear his material and then you find out they're dead. That's what happened with me, with Rodney. And also, um, the one-liner guy. What's his name? Mitch Hedberg? Yes. I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. Oh, shit. He's been dead. Fucking genius. Yeah. No, well, I love Rodney, too. Well, how, how did you not know about Rodney Dangerfield before you heard? I was a fucking idiot, dude. I don't know. It's like I knew about... I used to watch The Late Show as a kid. I used to watch Seinfeld. Um, I used to watch adult programming at night because my mom worked night shifts. I don't know how the hell I never heard of Rodney until I was like... Maybe in my late early twenties, it's fucking weird. Well, I mean, he did movies. He was yeah. in commercials. He. I never seen Caddyshack. Uh, I never seen. I, I never back saw Back to School. No, I never saw Back to. I still haven't seen Back to School. Oh my goodness! I, I've gone on rabbit holes of watching him just doing late night sets where he does his sets and then he does another set sitting down on the couch and it's hilarious yeah it's fucking great he you, i can't believe you never didn't know rodney dangerfield I am a, yeah fucking this this, and this. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast my listeners just unsubscribe <laughs> well they, yeah. you know, my three listeners he, well listen it's uh yeah you gotta weird. it's he's one of the the titans of our industry of, of what we do. Yeah. So I, you know, it's just it's weird that you would not. Know. It is weird. Um, I was a fan of um, other standups. Uh, I I watched Roseanne uh, when I was a kid because I loved the show, and then I found out she was a standup comic. I used to watch Steve Martin, you know, um, Wild and Crazy Guy, that special he did with the white suit. Oh right, with the bunny ears, the yeah. arrow through the head. I don't know if it was white or like gray, but yeah, that right there, and like. Eddie Murphy, you know everybody. Like, there's so many, but that's one of them that just slipped through. I don't know. Just and then I found out that he has such an interesting story. He started comedy in his early twenties or so, stopped for a long time, and and then started in his forties and then blew up because he went back to raising his kids or something like that. Yeah. And then he just blew up in his. I know his history, I guess at least now. You know, I have to like. What's his real name? Oh, he had a different name, huh? No, <laughs> no. That that made me happy too. That made me happy because I'm I'm Fred Record. Fred Freddie comes from Fred Record, a nickname. My first name is Daniel, so a lot of people are like, "Why does your ID say Daniel Korea?" I'm like, "Well, it's a long story." As a kid, my kid, my friends would call me Fred Record, and then Fred, hey Freddie, and it just stuck. It became something they gave me. You know, like nicknames are given, right? Sure, unless. You're Carlos Mencia, and you pick your own nickname. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Jamie Fox. Jamie uh, Fox has a different name. That's not his real name either. Yeah, probably not. Right. Yeah. What is his real name? That I I don't know. I'm uh, gonna uh, on the podcast now. I'm gonna have to put the real name. Do you remember Ronnie's though? I think it's John no, Jack Roy. Okay. I, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I could yeah. be wrong. There's some some um, comics that. I, I don't have a specific one, but sometimes they would change it to not sound too Jewy, I guess, or to, or vice versa, something like that. I've heard some comics. I don't know. Maybe I should make mine more Jewy. Yeah, well, Whoopi Goldberg. Her name is not Whoopi Goldberg. It's Karen Johnson, I think. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you ever work with Carlos? That, well, only in L.A. And you know, we're, we're both at the Improv doing sets, so it's not. I'm not really working with him. We're just oh, okay. on the same. 
showcase. Yeah, same showcase. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. know me from, uh, from Adam, but uh, yeah, yeah I, a couple of times. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I never, I never, I, we went to see a show one time uh, in Perum. We got uh, free tickets, and then uh, he was charging people to take pictures. <laughs> 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 There's a big line of, of Mexican fools trying to take pictures with E. $20, bro. That's what uh, Screech Dustin Diamond got in trouble for, wasn't it? Because uh, he was charging people to take pictures, and one guy didn't want to pay, oh and so a fight ensued, and that's he ended up stabbing the guy in the bar. That's right, he stabbed somebody. That's what it was for. I th- you know, I don't know. I think. Uh, let's call him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's join hands and light a <laughs> candle and call Screech, and see if he can respond to our queries from the world of the living. Yeah, man. He had a big hog. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he did. I saw okay. it. I saw, you didn't know. You <laughs> saw it? I saw the porno. How do you not know Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> but you know that Screech had a big old dong? I used to watch Saved by the Bell, dude. They never showed that on Saved by the no, Bell. No, but that's my reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I get it. You ever, like, you ever go back and like look up like uh, Punky Brewster? No. Oh, she, I, there was the rumor as a teenager, you know, like as a kid, she was huge, like... That was the best show for kids, and then you become a teenager, and you're like, uh, she has the biggest boobs, and and then we found the rumor was like that she had a breast reduction. I've never confirmed it. Kind of like Richard Gere, the whole gerbil story. It's one of those rumors. I feel like this one is more easily confirmed or debunked. <laughs> you, could, really? you could ask her. It's a medical procedure. It's you know, it's, uh, people have back pain, so they get a breast reduction. No, no harm, no, yeah. no fall there. But uh, yeah, the uh, the whole durable thing. Which by, is that real or not? I don't know. It, I've from, from what I heard, I've heard um, this comic Big Big J Okerson. He talked about it on his radio show, and he said that there used to be a local story about a guy in in his town, and it seemed like it was. Always a local story in everybody's town. Kind of yeah. like the whole, my school used to be a cemetery. You know, my high school, it was built upon an Indian gravesite or, you know, something like that. That's the local, uh, what do you call it? Urban tales or whatever. Yeah. And finally, this somehow made it to the surface and it became the biggest rumor. We had no internet. And then if you think about it, after that rumor surface, what else did he ever do big? You know, it killed his career, I think. Nah, he, when, when did that come up? Before Pretty Woman or after Pretty Woman? Oh, the, the answers are right here in our magic rectangles. Now, this one I'm going to look up. That would have sucked if it was on the <laughs> different browser. <laughs> All right, Richard Gere, uh, pretty, mo- pretty Woman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this uh, rumor is fake, though. Do you think uh, it's fake? Yeah, it's got to be. I think it's fake. I want to say it's fake. First of all, I'm even wary of the proposition that people do this to begin with. Not even Richard Gere, just random everyday people. Right. Putting a gerbil in there. Yeah. So the movie came out in 1990. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Richard Gere, uh, rumor about the gerbil this is great radio right (laughs) well it's good because it answers questions that a lot of people probably have okay so according to this it says 1998 reports uh, of a celebrity was taken to the hospital emergency room to have a gerbil removed from his rectum 
This Wrecked is an, this him, is damn an, near killed him. Yeah, so this is an urban legend. Oh, look at the little picture of a gerbil. Oh, so man, cute. why would you put that in your man cave? <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess it's like the rumor is that it's something that um, homosexuals, it, it was one of those derogatory rumors that got started that this is what homosexuals do. Like, you know, like those straight guys that are like trying to make up stuff of how gay dudes have sex and you know what it's always the straight guys that end up dying from sex with animals like that <laughs> yeah, i saw a video of a guy that got killed while he was letting a horse screw him oh uh, mr hands was that what it is yeah oh, oh. i watch all these videos <laughs> just the noise the guy makes when he oh that's is, that's gonna that haunts me that yeah, scares that me scares you. <laughs> that noise <laughs> oh man that was horrible yeah so this was well after pretty woman and you're saying that that killed his career but I don't know. I was wrong. He did a bunch of other things, like uh, uh, Shall We Dance with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, he did. Okay. Yeah. That's a good. Okay. Let's do that. He did Hachiko, or Hachi, the movie about the dog. Oh, yeah. That is true. But he was so big, right? I, I guess he was the, like, you know, that, like, now you have the guy that plays Thor. Like, you always have that hunk that all the ladies want. You know, like the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, who else? Uh, Tannen Chatham or something like that. Yeah. He was one of those in that era. Like he was, all the women's panties were wet over Richard Gere. I cannot wait till the Chris Hemsworth rumor comes out about what went up his butt and then the people forget about him. <laughs> he puts iPhones up his butt. Uh, yeah, he had quite a few afterwards. Uh, Unfaithful 2002, that's a good movie. Is that the one with uh, Diane Lane? Let me make sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's Diane Lane. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah, he had Hachiko. That looks like a cute movie. And as a dog person, have you yeah. seen that? No. You haven't? No. Oh, you need to see that. Runaway Bride. That's another good one. God damn. These fucking rumors suck. The Jacko, I saw that one, 1997. Okay. Oh, with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. movie. See, but it's one of those things where someone tells you a fact and your brain just reconciles it. Yeah. And you say, oh, I guess that's true. But <laughs> you, you don't do any critical thinking or research. And that's the problem with the world today. A lot, everybody just hears something and they immediately accept it yeah. as fact. And, uh, yeah. that's, and th with poor Richard Gere, people just said that and everyone believed it. Oh, yeah. That dude puts gerbils in his ass. And, yeah. And without thinking about it, why would Richard Gere put a gerbil in his ass? <laughs> He's got a he's got a line of people that are willing to to do things with him. Yeah, wouldn't well, that be crazy? He does come out with it, like yeah, I used to, I still do it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd okay. be pretty cool. Would it though? Or if he did a Saturday Night Live skit, yeah, just kind of alluding to it. It would be interesting that if that kills his career, if, but him coming out and owning it, yeah, kills his career. Then then what? You know, then he has to just do a celebrity endorsement for Habit Trail uh, hamster tubes. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> it'd be kind of weird, like kind of like Kevin Spacey the way he came out. Um, do you remember the way Kevin Kevin Spacey came out as gay? Uh, was it because of the the lawsuits or criminal suits yes. or cases? Yeah, because he was hitting on the underage kid in, yeah. in Hollywood, and then he came out. That was his coming out in his speech. I did not. You know, but I am gay. And for the longest time, everybody kind of knew he was gay. Such an amazing actor, but everybody knew. It was just one of those things that's kind of like, right? Yeah. Didn't you know? It was like one of, like Nathan Lane. Everybody knew he was gay. And then... Uh, Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manudo? 
yeah, and, and also, does it even matter? It, it shouldn't. In no. this day and age, it shouldn't matter, but, and yet some people uh, still live in fear, and which is a sad commentary on our world. Yeah. I remember coming out was cool. You know? Was it? Yeah, like, you come out, and there was, it was a huge thing, like Ellen, for example. Even though she lost her job, but she stood up for it. You know, like, she kissed, um, oh, my God, was it Anne Heche? On her show? When oh, she yeah. she came out on her show? Rest in peace, Anne yes. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, yeah, she came out. Like, I don't know, like, certain people, like, they would stand up, like, Rosie O'Donnell. Everybody knew for a long time, but, you know, nowadays, and then, like, then you have people like Clay Aiken. They come out, and no one cares. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, I think maybe because with Clay Aiken, he's not at the level of notoriety or fame where an Ellen or a Rosie are or were when they came out and also with clay aiken it was a uh you didn't need to tell us bro (laughs) (laughs) we already had it coming out for you in our own head (laughs) that is true that is true um well before we wrap up i want to uh ask you i didn't want to do the typical comedy thing of asking you questions about comedy but i look up to you a lot you're one of my favorites here no, so I let's make this a little weird. But you're the club's one of the club's favorites. They everybody loves you. I've never seen you struggle. One time, and Jocelyn, me and Jocelyn did a podcast on, on this about you. On the uh, on the old room, me and her ate shit. She was the feature, I was the host, and you went out there and fucking destroyed. I'm like, how the fuck does he do it? So we can't blame the crowd, you know. <laughs> like, so. Do you, do you have those moments you struggle? Do you bomb? Oh, all the time, man. All the time. <laughs> and yet, you know, you can say uh, it's never the crowd, but sometimes it is the crowd. Sometimes yeah. it is. Last night was a weird show. They had, uh, they were very low energy. Even when Krasner was doing the introduction before the show, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. And people are just like, yeah, woo. <laughs> and we were back there like, this is going to be Ooh. horrible. Sometimes it just takes them a long time to warm up. So, yeah. you know, after you and Jocelyn ran through them, then... You know, maybe now they're uh, focused. Yeah. So it's uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't read anything else into that other than sometimes it is the crowd. Yeah. Well, I think also like introducing new material, right? For an opener like myself, you know, whether I'm hosting or featuring, sometimes your new material is just going to eat shit. Does your material do the same, or or like? My old material eats shit. Oh yeah, no, it's, you know it's it's your new material is gonna is gonna have some growing pains. Yeah. It's, it's an idea that you have and you throw it out there, and sometimes it's not fully formed. You have to work on it. Yeah, not every thought you have is gonna be golden right out of the gate. You get, it takes tinkering, it takes working. Yeah, it takes time. But sometimes you get that joke right, that new joke that oh my god, it hit right off the bat, right? Yeah, but then don't you almost. Uh, don't even improve on it because you're like, oh, this is so good. Why would I mess it up? <laughs> yeah. When there, you could, there's other things you could do to it, layers that you could pile on top of it. Yeah. But because of the easy gimme that you got on the first attempt, you're like, ah, oh, uh, I'll just keep this as it is. Yeah. I quit while I'm ahead. Yeah. So yeah, but I'll always try new things, man. You're you're a comic that's always recording yourself to look back on it, right? To review and or 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 you do now just do it to maybe do a clip. Uh, no, I uh, I don't do enough of that. Mm. I don't do enough of the self promotion or, or the TikTok you know, ten second clip or whatever. Uh-huh. And I should, but mostly I do that because uh, I, I write 
on stage. A lot of times uh, I will do a lot of crowd work, mm -hmm. but it's, it's sifting for gold, panning for gold. Mm -hmm. you, you come up with a, an idea or a concept or a joke or a line while you're uh, talking with the crowd. And you want to go back to that and find that and, mm -hmm. and write it down. So when you write on stage, for example, are you, do you, because you're going to have new jokes that come up impro imp in improvisation, right? I, I, I was talking to a comic recently and he told me he writes on stage. I'm like, do you record your sets? He's like, no. I'm like, well, how do you remember? Because <laughs> you're going to lose that gold, that nugget, right? Yeah, you yeah if you're not uh, transposing whatever you wrote on, you set on stage into, mm -hmm. into whether it's on paper or in a note file on your phone or your computer, then you're not writing on stage. Mm -hmm. it, you're just saying things on stage. But yeah. if, if you're creating it on stage and then you take that and you work on it, then you're writing on stage. Okay. Now, you mentioned paper. So you write on stage and then you transpose it on paper? I will Sometimes? do it on my uh, my iPad. Okay. Usually. You, you listen back and then you're like... Yeah. And if I find I something that... I, oh, that's great. Okay. Then it goes uh, into a, a note. Okay. Now, do you have like your, your jokes filed kind of like on the notes? Just chronologically throughout. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, this, it's not a... I, who does that? Somebody told, you know, like Dat Fan, I think, had a actual paper file, the accordion file, where he'd <laughs> have jokes by topic and, oh, yeah? and how long the jokes are <laughs> and uh, what, how powerful the joke is. <laughs> this one, five stars. Yeah, what are you, <laughs> this you're is data sciencing stars. this joke? That's not the, you can't focus group a, a joke. Here's, but Here's the closers. Yeah. This, this one, this other one is for the segues. <laughs> These are the ad libs that I write. <laughs> Some people do that. These are the responses you, you come back against the crowd. Yeah. I don't go to your job and knock the dicks off your mouth or. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I'd like to see that one day. Somebody whose job is having dicks in their mouth. <laughs> Whatever job that is. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. You never know. Um, where was I going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, sorry about this. Um, we'll edit that. Okay, 28. I'm going to edit that section. Especially because I said section. <laughs> That's all going to be gone. Yeah. So don't worry. And all the people here in the background, it's going to be cool. All right. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So we'll wrap this up because our show is going to start soon. Um, I'm going to be hosting for you tonight. Fantastic. Yes. I love when we got some Freddie Correa. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to bring that gerbil energy tonight. Yes, that scurrying, just clawing, <laughs> yeah. scratching. You're just going to see me do a lot of this. Oh, okay. You know, like, I'm uncomfortable, but it feels good. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'll take your word for it with, about the gerbil, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Find that G-spot gerbil. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sure there are tools or toys that you could use rather than a live animal with razors for hands. That would be perfect. A toy shaped with a little gerbil head to find the male G-spot. Yeah. Uh, maybe just a hook. How about that? <laughs> why, why does it have to be a, a ferret or, or something? You know what is a, a very funny clip? And this, is, uh -huh. uh, this clip went viral before things went viral. But it was a story that a guy purportedly was telling on the radio, like a news uh, announcer on a radio show, mm -hmm. was doing a, a story about a guy who... Uh, and his uh, 
and his lover that they were putting a hamster or a gerbil through a tube in the thing up the guy's butt. And uh, the guy had a safe word, and the, the safe word was Armageddon. And so the guy, <laughs> the newscaster kept saying, Armageddon, and he, and he lost it. But it, it's, that clip is out there somewhere, uh, and it, it probably predates first. the Richard Gere thing. Uh, full circle, yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. Um, the title of this episode is going to have to be something related to Richard Gere somehow in a gerbil. I don't know. We'll, we'll play We'll play around, figure it out. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember what I was going to ask you. So what I was saying is like, you know how you, okay, you transpose it on your notes. But when you go out on stage then, before you go on stage, you don't bring a piece of paper out with you. But do you, when you're in your hotel room or... Do you do a little bit of like bullet points, maybe just the name of the joke? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I've, you know, after I've written the joke and uh-huh. how do I prepare it for the stage? Yeah. I'll do a set list and uh, I'll do the joke. And sometimes if there's several parts of the joke, yeah, there'll be bullet points. Mm. Uh, but I don't generally do that at a regular paid show where I'll bring notes on stage. Mm-hmm. I might try new material at a regular show, at a paid show, but I don't bring notes. No. But I think it's perfectly fine at an open mic if you were just to yeah. pull out notes. I, yeah. I, I got no problem with that. But if you're at a regular show, man, be professional. Yeah, don't bring out the notes. Yeah. I hate it when comics come out with their phone also looking at the... Uh, what else is funny? Oh, what else am I going to talk about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe you should talk about how... What, <laughs> what else is going on? <laughs> no, 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 not that one. <laughs> what are, okay. Okay, what are pet peeves that comics do? We'll wrap up. I don't like when every comic asks the audience for a round of applause for all of the previous comics that they've seen tonight. Because then it's a mathematical progression where, uh, all right, so the audience get tired of clapping too. And they, mm-hmm. So by the time, if you're at the end, they're tired of clapping. They don't want, they're not going to clap for you. So, uh, I generally, as a rule, don't um, ask the audience for applause for... All after, the comedians after the you've seen them. Yeah, after the headliners, like, come on, let's. No, I right? don't. I, I think if you are the last person, then you could probably ask the audience to clap for everybody you've seen. Oh, okay. If you're the headliner. Yeah. Okay. If you are one of the sometimes five, six comics, and sometimes the second comic gets up, and how about a how about a round of applause for all the comedians? Hey, fool, you're the second comic. <laughs> <laughs> or or even just the host. Give it up for your host. He's just trying to like reset or something, huh? Yeah, a lot of comics don't take their bow, whether it's physically or even uh, symbolically. They don't. They don't say, "Hey, you guys, my name is Freddie Correa. Uh, thanks for listening." You know, instead of saying that, they go, "Oh, okay. Well, that's my time. G- give it up for your MC. Why are you telling them to give it up for the yeah. MC? You should be asking them to give it up for you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and like I get that. it. I'm a low confidence guy myself, but yeah. that's your moment. Take yeah. it. That's it. So I've been recently I've been doing that um, just to get my clip. Like if I'm recording a video and I, let's say it's a good set that I want to send out to a booker, I've been doing that even if I'm hosting. So it's going to end right there. And I said, all right, that's my time, ladies and gentlemen. And then they give an applause and yeah. then I cut it. But it's like I, I'm also trying to make this clip not look like I'm the host, you know? Right. Because if it, let's just say if I do a, a feature set too. You know, at a fucking bar, it's going to be hard to get a good set at a bar because I don't, I, I haven't featured a lot, you know, like at a club. So I'm not at that stage yet. So I, I'm trying to get that clip. So that's why I, 
I, I see what you're saying because again I'm ma- making it about me you know <laughs> so it's your show buddy yeah <laughs> it should be about you <laughs> no it's about you it's about Paul Goddard the fucking man stop it that pit people was great I like that I really like that I, I, I got one uh, thank you for supporting live comedy <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you do that? No. <laughs> I don't know the way he said it. You're like, oh. Okay. No, no, that's good. I've, I've felt that? like that before, too, where, yeah. oh, thank you. Thanks for coming by and putting a, a quarter in our hat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like we're beggars. Oh, yeah. thank you. You took time of your day to come see us. In no other genre of the arts does this happen you're never at the ballet the san francisco ballet right. and at the end they're they're on their toes like oh thank you for supporting live tippy toeing uh, no it, they just do their thing and uh, and you appreciate it and you go home yeah there's there's no uh groveling yeah well folks i want you to look up paul gotta there's a lot of great sets you have uh clips that uh, not just you have put up. I mean, I've seen some from the Laugh Factory, uh, different comedy clubs, and um, anything you would like to promote for yourself. I'm going to put, I can give an intro, by the way. We just started talking about fear. You're like, what? Is the podcast starting yet? I'm going to have a nice intro for you. Don't worry. <laughs> That's my fear is surprise podcasts. Uh, no, 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 just uh, come see a show. If you uh, see me on the bill, Paul Ogata, O-G-A-T-A, uh, and that's, you'll find me on Twitter, Paul Ogata. You'll find me on Facebook, Paul Ogata. You'll find me on Instagram, Paul Ogata. You can find me on Tumblr. It's uh, www.tumblr.com slash things that look like buttholes. And that's an actual page that I started, so go give it a look. All right. I'm going to put that all on the screen right there, and I'm definitely going to go check that out. Yeah. You got to put a Richard Gere Photoshop. On well, the, you, on well yeah, in honor of Richard Gere's butthole, it's actually you know I don't. It might be things that look like buttholes.tumblr.com. I think that that's what it is. It's been a while since I've tended to my butthole garden. <laughs> right on, man. And uh, you're you said like you said uh, you're on tour, you're performing all over the country. Um, do you have any albums? Anything? on iTunes I've got a special out in uh, Amazon Prime you can look it up it's uh, a collection of my favorite lies uh, that's there uh, if you're in Asia Comedy Central Asia is still airing my half hour out there go go buy a plane ticket fly out there and su- <laughs> support me if you really cared if you cared but you don't So you might uh, be able to get a VPN yeah maybe and uh, stream it alright cool thanks guys <laughs>